This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Necessary Roughness, brought to you by Southfield Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. With 11-year NFL veteran, Big Ten Offensive Lineman of the Year, and captain of the National Championship Michigan Wolverines, John Jansen. And 10-year NFL veteran, two-time Pro Bowl offensive tackle, and Super Bowl champion with the Green Bay Packers, T.J. Lang. Now, here's John Jansen and T.J. Lang. Well, we are yet again down at Allen Park, uh, Lions training camp. This is, we're recording on a Tuesday, so Hard Knocks is going to come out tonight. TJ, are you going to stay up and watch Hard Knocks this evening? Yeah, absolutely. I'm actually going to get the preview. I think there's a... uh Oh, the kick, early kick showing, the early, early viewing, showing early viewing down at uh, somewhere in, in Royal, Royal Oak, Oak, right? Maybe, yeah, I yeah, one of the yeah, theaters so. I think is doing it. Yeah, uh, so I'll be down there and get the uh, early, early, uh, early view. Uh, I'm excited though. I mean, it's uh, obviously anytime you get an in-depth look at uh, behind the scenes, yeah, um, that goes on, you know, in the meeting rooms and uh, you know the guys being mic'd up, and uh, it's cool, man. It's always intriguing as, I- uh, as a fan. It's cool to. Uh, get that different uh, perspective i think as i continue to watch and obviously you know i haven't been inside to see the camera setups to see where all the cameras are i know that there's pretty much nowhere you can go inside the facility where you are out of cameras view but i think out on the field here you get used to it right the cameras being around because we see it all the time whether it's you know quarterback coach they've got a camera they're watching cq exchange you got you know, cameras that are on, you know, one-on-one pass pro that are on the field. So yeah. the cameras are not the big issue. The one thing that I noticed today that I think would drive me crazy is all the microphones. Yeah. They got the boom mic swinging around. They got everything going on. It just, that's the one thing that I think would would probably drive me bonkers. Yeah, well, because this is kind of your safe haven, right? I mean, I, I, I was mic'd up uh, maybe twice during my playing career. And oh, yeah? I didn't like it. I mean, I didn't. I absolutely hated it because now you're thinking... I got everything I say, everything I say. And if I say something, are they going to put it out there? And, you know, because let's be honest, I mean, you get to the sideline sometime and you bitch about the play calling and it's especially being an offensive lineman. That's that's your time to vent. You don't really want to filter it, right? You don't want to be like, oh, coach heard me calling him an idiot after that third down call, whatever it was. But I'm going to have to explain uh, myself. Yeah, the microphones for me was uh, maybe on the field uh, practice situation, maybe not as bad, but. You know, when you're talking about the meeting rooms and the locker room, like that's kind of as a player, that's your that's sanctuary. Your safe haven. That's your sanctuary. That's your safe haven. You should be able to vent. You should be able to bitch. You should be able to complain. 
um, without having the fear of yep. <laughs> of, of uh, any repercussions for people hearing what you thought was supposed to be private conversation. So I had an offensive line coach, Joe Pendry, um, when I was with the Redskins, and he said, and he, and he told us this, he goes, you guys can say whatever you want. You can say it in front of me. I don't care. It's not going to hurt my feelings. It is your God-given right to bitch and moan. He said, it's, all, it's, all, it's also my right whether I give a damn or not. And he goes, chances are, I don't give a damn. <laughs> well, I think offensive linemen are just expected to be the, you know, whether it's about 90-degree heat, you're, oh, you're going to yeah. bitch about you're that. Bitch about whether it's about, it kind of helps you get through camp. Right, whether it's about having, you know, one-on-ones for the eighth straight day and you're like, God damn, come on, can we get a it, It's just natural. It's, human, it's offensive lineman nature to be able to bitch about practice because let's be honest i don't think any other group on the field has a harder uh more demanding practice than offensive linemen do yeah. right i mean you're working uh 24 7 you're not you're not running as much as the other guys are but when it comes to physicality and when it comes to uh exerting your energy i think offensive linemen is the toughest uh position it, it's the most demanding position out of all, all the all the football and the one thing that i don't think people understand is that it's it's amount of time on your feet because offensive linemen and offensive line coaches love walkthroughs. Wide receivers, defensive backs, quarterbacks, they don't go through the walkthroughs like offensive linemen no. do. Hey, I want you out there 20 minutes before practice. We're going to go through a walkthrough. Oh, okay, coach. Thanks. Glorious. Yeah. And, and then it's CQ exchange, <laughs> and you're getting warmed up. And then and you're already out there, right? So it's not like you can go sit down for a while. And then <laughs> yeah. after practice, hey, guys, there's a few things we got to review. Let's go through a walkthrough. All right, coach, there's another 20, 30 minutes. Uh, like it, it's just time on your feet. Yeah. But one of the things and, and that you don't get to rotate like every other position does, right? Oh, go in there for three plays, go full speed, and then we'll get you fresh, right? We'll get right. somebody else in there. You're out there for every lineman. rep. No, you're out there every single rep. Two minute drill, whatever. Four minute drill. You're not getting a breather. You're out there. Everybody else on the field, maybe with the exception of quarterback, is uh, you know I'll get my two three reps. I'll go get up. I'll go get some water. I'll go stretch out a little bit. Offensive lineman, we're out there, man. We're out there for the duration. And I think one of the things that we'll see tonight, we've seen it on the den. I think, you know, if you, if you are a Lions fan, you've already heard it. That's Jamal Williams. And his little speech at the end of practice the other day. And one of the, his point was, all right, you come out here. You've got a, a minimum effort is showing up and going through the motions. And I, like you, I, th- I kind of thought that maybe he was a little bit pissed about how practice went. Gave a motivational speech to his uh, troops. One of the things that he talked about was last year's record. Yeah. Three wins. And I know there was a tie in there as well. That might be worse than an actual loss because you had many opportunities to win that game. But three wins. And a lot of people really think that, hey, football players, when you leave, you turn it off. It's the season's over. You forget about it. You move on to the next season. Those things do carry over. What's the value in... Guys that are in their second year, not just the coaching staff, but Jared Goff, second year with the team, uh, Jamal Williams. You go right down the list, second year with the team that had to go through all of what they went through last year as a motivating factor to do better this year. Yeah, well, you talk about the, those guys I just mentioned, Jared Goff and uh, Jamal Williams. I mean, they came from teams that had a lot of success, right? The Rams. I mean, we're in the Super Bowl. Jared yeah. Goff took them 20. Michael Brockers. Michael Brockers, same thing. Jamal Williams playing in Green Bay. I mean, winning you know, 13 games and uh, going to the NFC Championships. So you're talking about guys that are used to 
having high success, right? And then they come here, and obviously we don't need to rehash what happened last year. It was a bad year. But uh, you take it personal. I think you do. And, um, you know, you, you don't want the same habits creeping in uh, that maybe you had last year that led to that, you know, three-win season. You, you see those same habits sometimes. Look, you're going to have a bad practice, right? There's going to be a practice, especially during training camp, where maybe the energy is a little bit low, maybe the offense is a little sluggish, maybe the defense is a little sluggish, right? You're going to have those. It's just it's just natural to have. But um, I like the passion that he spoke with, right, just to make sure we get out of those bad habits, right? Yeah. We did this last year, and look where it got us. We won three freaking games, right? And that still pisses guys off. Um, you try your best to move on and uh, realize it's a fresh start. But when you see those 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 negative things start creeping in, I, I think it's important to kind of nip it right there. And uh, that's what it kind of seemed like for me, Jamal. I mean, you could t- kind of tell at the beginning of that clip, Dan Campbell didn't really look happy. Yeah, Might have been an end-of-practice scenario. We don't know. Um, and then the passion in, that he spoke with. And at one point, you know, he even said, you know, I'm about to cry because I care about you guys. I mean, that, that's, it's, it's awesome to have leaders like that that uh, – you know, don't just shrug it off and say, oh, we'll try to do it again tomorrow, just to try to get on top of it right away. And, and look, Jamal's obviously been a, always been a passionate guy, and that's uh, important to have guys like that on your team. Yeah, one of the things I think that, that they're going to try and do to speed the process along, at least start fast, is we heard from Dan Campbell early in the week that starters are going to play the first quarter. And there's a couple of different thoughts in this. And some people say, hey, why risk the injury in the preseason? I'm of the mindset that there was great value for me in being able to play in some of those preseason games. I thought there was great value for our offense, defense, whatever it was, of getting game speed reps. Where are you on guys playing in the preseason, risking some of that injury, but also knowing that, hey, you got to go at game speed at some point? Yeah, I think if you have a veteran team, I think it would be wise to, uh, you know, maybe you have a handful of guys that don't need the reps. Right, if you have a bunch of eight, nine, ten-year veterans that have played a lot of football, probably not as important. But when you talk about this team uh, in particular, and um, still only going into year two, um, right, of the system, and uh, you know having a lot of youth across the board on the offense and defensive uh, side of the ball, I think it, it, it is important to get some live game reps because no matter how intense training camp practices are it it becomes redundant you're going against the same guy every single time it's scripted you know exactly what's coming uh when you get into the games it's different right you got to kind of rev up it's a new energy it's a new intensity uh it's just different and when you go into week one uh without having any preseason snaps under your belt you kind of take those first maybe 10 15 plays and say okay i got to get used to the speed whereas as if you have those maybe 10 even if it's 10 15 20 plays whatever in the preseason you already have that in the memory bank you know what to expect so i don't have an issue with it i do think there is a fine line uh you don't want these guys maybe going you know 30 40 plays maybe a half of football i think that might be unnecessary but i i do think it's smart to have a plan to at least get these guys acclimated to what football games uh, what the speed and what the intensity yeah. and what the energy is going into week one. Well, especially since, you know, one of the things that we've been talking about the Lions and the reason that we're not just excited about this season and the fact that, hey, we expect them to at least double their win total. We're not calling for playoffs. We're not calling for a, a, a run in the playoffs or a Super Bowl appearance. But the fact that they have a core unit of young players. And when you have that core unit of young players, those guys need the experience. Every chance they get to get on the field whether it's in the preseason, regular season, Aiden Hutchinson will benefit 
from understanding what the speed of the NFL game is compared to what it is in college because yeah. it is completely different. <laughs> and, and when you're talking about this offensive line, that last year we thought, hey, we're excited about Taylor Decker, left tackle, Penny Sewell, right tackle, Frank at center. We never saw it. They never had a chance to play together. Now, right. do they need a half? Probably not. But I, I'm fine with offensively. If you go into it saying, hey, we've got a 10-play scripted drive, you want to give them every advantage to gain confidence in this offense, the play calls, and then you know go out there, perform that scripted drive. We see it all the time in the NFL. Hey, that first drive, is it looks really good. If that's all they get, I'm fine with that. And then in the second game, that's when you can come to the sidelines and you go through the process of making in-game adjustments. Yeah. Go back on the field, see if that all of that information was relayed. Can they go out and execute? Again, there are just different scenarios that you create on game day that you can't create in practice. Yeah, and live two-minute drills, right? Live uh, right. four-minute drills. Live uh, goal line period. You know, live third down. Those situations where you have to have it. You know what I mean? It's a different... Uh, it's a different stressor on you when it's in a, when it's in a, when it's live gameplay. So uh, yeah, I think uh, look, it, we all know that preseason is important for the young guys just to uh, get acclimated and get their first real full speed taste of what the NFL is about. Um, and you know, when you talk about other other position groups too, I mean, anytime you get a chance to build chemistry and live action, that's obviously going to take you a long way. Well, one of the battles that we know is going on and, and, and one that we identified early on, that is at the linebacker position. And we talked about it a little bit last week with Alex Anzalone and the fact that he's, for us he feels like more of a placeholder as they develop other guys. And one of those guys that is developing is Malcolm Rodriguez. Now, he has yet to play a snap in a preseason game, has yet to play a snap in an NFL game, so we don't yet know what he's going to be. But for a large part of the early part of, of training camp, he's been running with the ones. What are you hearing, TJ, from you know some of the coaches, from some of the players, and just looking at Malcolm Rodriguez on, on, on the field? What are you seeing from him? Well, it's funny because, you know, I, I, Hank Fraley was a coach here when I was here in uh, 2018. Obviously, I played with... Taylor Decker, Frank Ragnow, those guys. So uh, anytime I pass them, I kind of ask about the rookies, how they looking. Yeah. And they said, uh, you know, back in uh, back in May when the rookies got here, they were kind of joking around that maybe Malcolm Rodriguez could be a guy that could be a fullback for him. You know, he stands about 5'11", yeah. 240. He's a <laughs> thick guy. And uh, he said about a couple practices after that, they were like, oh, never mind. <laughs> I think he impressed him with, uh, yeah. with his skills at linebacker. But, um, look, I mean, he was a guy we talked about last week, you know, when we brought up – uh, maybe some surprise releases. May I know we're still a couple weeks away, but you know I remember talking. To, would we be surprised if a guy like Derek Barnes or a guy like Malcolm Rodriguez outplay some of those veteran guys in that unit? Uh, I don't think it would be a surprise. And obviously, uh, the coaches have been impressed with him. You know, I remember uh, just last week being out here at practice, and he was strictly running kind of with the third team defense, probably getting his uh, getting his legs under him and you know slowing it down for him, and then. It's been a rapid, uh, you know, ascension. ascension. I yep. mean, going, you know, just in a couple days now working with the first teamers. And you don't do that by accident. But maybe, you know, obviously I think they want to see uh, what he looks like against that starting offense. What he looks like against, you know, going against Frank Ragnow, going against Jonah Jackson and Big V. Because that's a different animal than, you know, no offense, going against some of those third string <laughs> offensive linemen. So he's definitely getting, uh, it sounds like, every single opportunity 
possible uh, to earn himself a, a, not only a, a special teams job on this team, but a very impactful position at the linebacker group. Now, sometimes players are available at different times throughout the year. Uh, one of the landmarks coming up, and you know, we mentioned it. We're still a few ways away, a few weeks away from cuts, but. Certain veteran players may be cut at that time. The Lions could look to add to their roster uh, and improve their roster from some of the guys for whatever reason, whether it's injury, whether it's lack of performance, uh, you know, contract depth, whatever, they may be available. An interesting story is starting to somewhat develop in Chicago with Roquan Smith. He has wanted a long-term deal. He's in the fifth year of his rookie contract. They haven't been able to come to terms. He feels disrespected in what they are offering him, so he has demanded a trade. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You never know why some guys might become available, and the timing may not always be perfect, but do you think the Lions should explore trying to trade for Roquan Smith? Well, I think you have to. Anytime a player um, of his stature becomes available, uh, you at least have to inquire. Uh, you know, and a guy who's um, still young, right, going into his fifth year, mm-hmm. looking for an extension. All pro uh, guy. Right, all pro guy. I mean, 170, 180 tackles seems like every single year. Very impactful uh, player. You combine that with the fact that that linebacker position is probably one of the weakest on the team, right? If you can make a difference there by signing a uh, a known veteran who's a who's a very good player, obviously you would have to, you would think, pick up the phone, right? Yeah. Uh, I thought it was interesting, though, John, a couple weeks ago on your morning show when you guys talked to Brad Holmes, maybe it was last week, and you brought up that kind of question about 
off-season transactions, free agents, whether it's trades with the movement that's going around in the NFL now. And I thought he said something interesting where he said, you know, you kind of have to understand the dynamic of your team, um, you know, before you go and make some of these moves. And to me, maybe that was a, maybe a hint where they feel like they're ready to take that next step, but maybe not jump that two or three steps ahead as far as, you know, being one player away from, uh, you know, potentially being a playoff or Super Bowl caliber team. So I don't know how they feel if, if uh, you know, if, if Rokon, Rokon would be a guy that could come in and put them over that edge to maybe now be a, you know, a team that can compete for the division. Um, I don't know. I thought it was interesting, though, when Brad said that to you about, uh, you know, understanding the dynamic of the team and maybe that was a reason why they didn't try to make some of those moves yeah. was because he understood, hey, we're still – I know the optimism is high. I know I'm a guy that's kind of been at the forefront. I've said, you know, eight, nine wins. Um, Maybe they're a little more realistic with understanding, hey, if we get to that point, it'd be great, but we're still year two of the rebuild. So, And you you obviously talk about Rokon Smith. I mean, he's going into a contract year. Is this a guy that you're going to be able to re-sign? Does he want to come to Detroit? Is Chicago going to trade him to a division division. rival, right? You have to think about all those things as well. But if if you're Brad Holmes, I mean, look, you at least – in my mind, have to pick up the phone and make a call. And, and see what it would cost. Now, I, I guess the question then is, I don't see really any linebacker. I, I, they're, I, I don't mean to undermine their value. They have great value, especially with the way the Lions have addressed the defensive line. In last year's draft with Aline McNeil, Levi Onzerike, this year Josh Paschal, Aiden Hutchinson, uh, they've, they've done what they can to address their, their, their front. They haven't really done anything to address the linebacker position, and I don't think a linebacker is going to put you over the top you know, for, for whatever level it is that you're trying to get to. If you're trying to get to that playoff team, they may play a major part in that, but signing a linebacker doesn't get you over the hump. Um, if, if you're looking at this and saying, okay, what you, would you be willing to give up? Because Brad Holmes is very big on patience and making sure that they jump, don't jump two steps ahead, that they take this as it's going. But at certain times, players become available that might not be available in free agency next year. Right. If, if they were to pick up the call and Chicago were to say, okay, you know, we're okay trading them in division. We want to get some value in return. That's there, I think, in the middle or at the beginning stages of a rebuild. New staff young quarterback they didn't do anything this offseason to really improve their team if they're going to improve their team now it's going to come with future picks right what would you be willing to give up for a all pro linebacker bad I don't care about picks. <laughs> I do, but at the uh, same apparently time, no future in look, the, the general manager hey, position for. If you could take a third round pick, um, a third round pick, yeah. he's going to require more than a third round pick. A linebacker? Oh my god, he's an all pro guy. I, you see, all pro guys get traded all the time for. Dude, what did Amari Cooper get traded for? Like a sixth round pick? Yeah, I'm telling you. I mean, these guys. The, the context. I, I just I okay, but I'm telling you. I mean, I I don't think it so. Would you take wouldn't be willing to a, take the, take the Rams. First round pick that the Lions no, have. No, no, I don't think I would go that high. No, okay. and, and only for reasons like you said. Now, hey, if you can, if you have so you some wanna, sort of you deal. You want to create a deal, a deal that deal, is only best for for you. Well, you're talking about, about a guy that's going into a contract year. You would give up a first round pick knowing that, you know, he could potentially leave you next year. Well, no, what so I'm saying is. The, the it would deal have to, is you make that pick, but you already have a contract in place. Well, that's what I'm saying. Okay, so if you actually are able to come to an understanding and say, 
look, we'll give you this, you know, first-round pick or maybe the second-round pick, but we have to know that he's willing to sign with us. We're going to offer him a long-term extension. Uh, I wouldn't have a problem with that, but that would have to be uh, – that would have to be the deal, right? Yeah. You can't give up a high pick, uh, especially if you're a team right, like Detroit not that's not year. ready to win right now. Yeah. You're not going to waste a, a high-round pick on a guy that's going to help you for one year. No, knowing that what you if probably you've got a five-year deal you know, ready for him to sign that he's agreed to before this, this transaction happens? That, that's part of the deal, right? You, you put this trade together, but you also package it with a contract that Roquan Smith says, yeah, I'm going to sign that contract. That's part of consummating this trade yeah well i would probably at that point i would probably consider uh the rams pick you know that one um or two uh because you look at it this way i mean he's still a relatively young player he's only been in the nfl for four years and uh, if you can spend right now john let's just say the rams pick is 28 next year right and you're guaranteed to get an all pro linebacker I think people would be pretty damn happy with that, right? So, um, obviously, you're paying him a lot more money than what he would be making as a rookie. But at the same time, you have to look at the value that you're getting in return. Uh, is linebacker, like you said, like you questioned, one of those impact positions that's going to take you from uh, maybe a 6-7 win team to a 9-10 win team? I don't know. You have to have more pieces around. Right. Um, line, there's no real... I don't know, lockdown linebackers in the game anymore like there used to be with uh, Ray Lewis and Brian Urlacher and all those guys. It's a different league now. But uh, if you can guarantee that that first-round pick from the Rams next year is an all-pro linebacker, would you take it? I think we all would. So, yeah. you know, I think you would definitely have to consider it. All right, so you're going to be on the sidelines for Friday night's uh, kickoff of the preseason as they take on the Atlanta Falcons, 6 o'clock down at Ford Field. What are your expectations? We know the starters are going to play for about a quarter. Um, give or take, uh, what do you want to see uh, in this first preseason game? Clean football. I yeah. think anytime you get into the preseason, it's, uh, it can go one of two ways. It can go ugly or it can go very ugly, meaning, you know, holding calls, false starts, offsides. You got a different energy, right? It's a lot for a lot of these guys, it's going to be their first uh, NFL action ever. For a lot of these guys, it's going to be the first NFL action in a year. Um, so I, I, I really hope to see clean football, disciplined football, you know. Uh, I want to see the energy. I want to see the, uh, you know, not so much the statistics of a just explosive offense and shutdown defense as much as I want to see uh, those other things. And, uh, look, I think, you know, Dan Campbell talks about grit all the time. Uh, how are they going to build their identity heading into the season? Um, we obviously know the majority of the game is going to be played guys by guys who might not be here in September and October, but how do, how do you look as a team? What is your identity going to look like as a team? Because, you know, like I know, you only get uh, one chance at a first impression, and although it is only preseason football still, um, I think this, is, this game is going to at least let us know what kind of path this team is on heading into, yeah. the, heading, heading into the regular season. Yeah, like you, I just want to see a disciplined team. There's, there's going to be a lot of change between that first preseason game and the first regular season game. There's going to be tweaks to the offense, tweaks to the defense, personnel. There's going to be some injuries that do happen, uh, but I just want to see no penalties, no missed assignments, guys knowing where they're supposed to be, showing up, and then it's about execution. Um, at that point. And, and execution will come throughout the course of this preseason. I just want to make sure that they play are playing a very clean football, to your point, and that when they get there, hey, if you make a mistake in, in quarter one of the first preseason game, I don't want to see that same mistake right. in quarter one of the second preseason game. So, yeah. uh, But next week we will have actual football to be talking about. 
Uh, so stay tuned in here on Necessary Roughness with Lang and Jansen as we continue to take you through the preseason. We're going to head you right up to the regular season and throughout, bringing you players, coaches, and giving you our breakdowns of what's going on with Detroit Lions football. Again, like, subscribe, and make sure you stay tuned in here on Necessary Roughness.